Happy, happy Sunday. I hope you are well. I am good. Welcome back to Mr. Bet on You, where every Sunday at 10 Eastern, 9 Central, we talk about gig apps, share stories, share motivation, talk gig topics, gig life. And we're going to do that tonight. I will have a couple of special guests with me on shortly in about 15 minutes or so. And we're going to talk about the topic at hand. And I want to get their opinions, expertise. These are two New Yorkers. And one of the individuals has been talking to some restaurant owners, staff, about why they don't use DoorDash. The benefit of doing internal delivery, how they're saving their consumers money and themselves money. Now, while I believe this isn't going to be a growing trend to where we need to worry about having opportunities taken away, I do think on some level we will start to see this. We will start to see a pushback from restaurant owners and consumers of using less of the gig economy, less of the third party delivery apps to facilitate orders, whether from a merchant standpoint or a consumer standpoint. I think right now uh, there are a decent amount of people, not a lot, but enough to have a conversation about this that think the gig economy, the bubble is going to bust. It's going to burst this kind of living and, and the way that we look at it is is a means to like like where it's a race to the bottom and the best times are behind us not in front of us when it comes from a merchant standpoint or a delivery driver standpoint so i'm not saying i have the answers i don't have the answers okay this is all a matter of opinion a matter of where you live a matter of how you like to spend money but I think there's some truth to it a little bit. I think consumers on a whole, the people I talk to, whether it's in the comments, friends and family, merchants I speak to, fellow gig economy workers saying they're seeing less opportunity or less this, less that. Consumers are tired. They're tired of leaving a tip and being shamed. They're tired of, of, of paying $28 for a breakfast sandwich like I would have had to pay for the other day if I wanted it. Now, I have the choice of not making the order or placing it. But $28 for a breakfast sandwich with no side and no drink is absolutely ridiculous, regardless of inflation, regardless of the times. I don't care if there's fucking prime rib on that sandwich. $28 is an obscene amount. And depending on where I live as a consumer, and depending if I leave a suggested tip or no tip or even up the tip, if the mod is too long, it could take forever and I might get a bad dasher. Merchants with bad dashers coming in, paying 15 to 30 percent of that menu cost. So if they're selling $100 worth of product to a consumer, they got to pay upwards of $30 to DoorDash to facilitate that order. Some merchants don't like that. The merchants have to inflate the prices just to offset the cost. That can hurt their business long term. We're going to talk about that tonight. We'll also get into a little bit of GigCon updates, and we're going to have a good time. So I hope you guys are ready. 140 of y'all, hit the thumbs up right now. Listen, I, ain't, I listen. YouTube's been crazy for me the last few weeks. Hit the thumbs up for your boy. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm going to give some shout-outs real quick and see who we got in the building. So I see Hockey PNC. Let's start from the bottom and go up. Jerry delivering with Ellen, Madeline, Hockey PNC, Kelvin, Lynn's gig and buys. I see Jed, uh, Bud Soto, 
Rideshare Rodeo, Kelvin, Javier. I see Jerry does DoorDash, Jazzy Bunny, Dash Revenge, Bustle to Jody, uh, Mason Tucci, Gig Wars Official, Jeff, what's up, what's up, Michelle, Dashing Across America. I just found your channel in the last couple weeks. I like it. How are you? Sam, Daniel Hustle, what up? Carl, Daphne, always good to see you. Uh, June, Juan, Sarah Keston, June, uh, Javier, uh, that is, and Tiffany, MPPP from the beginning. I think I got everybody's name in there. Daddy, James, Tara, Nikki, the nine, Marcus, what's up, what's up? Dash and Trader, what up, family? Melody, Kelvin, Madeline, Nomadic, Sessie, what's up? How are you? I think I got everybody's name. I think I got everybody's name. All right, so before we get into the topic, before we let our special guests come in, I'm gonna, it's going to be a surprise. You're not going to know who they are yet. Gigi Khan, as Steve says, descend on Denver coming in less than two weeks by this time two weeks from now everybody would have already had a great time it's going to be all the talk on youtube it will be positive talk because we're going to have two amazing amazing events and everybody that wanted to be there but couldn't for whatever reason is going to be watching have would have watched it live would have heard there's going to be many videos this is a gig event of the these two days events are the gig events of the year and i'm, I'm super um proud to be putting them on with a great group of people ladies and gentlemen, and I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting, you know, I got like the butterflies. I'm like, I'm ready to make this happen. We are ready to make this happen and it's going to be fantastic. Right. Um, so that's, that's coming. Uh, we're basically, I have one more week of work. So I'm working Monday through Friday. This coming up week, a few things to do, but pretty much everything's done. And then we're leaving Monday from St. Louis, to get to Denver. I'll be in Denver Tuesday, late afternoon. And I can't wait. I'm going to make some content. I'm going to do a little gig apps. I'm going to meet some great people. And then Friday, GigCon 2023 Denver. Saturday, Paras Town Hall Roundtable, uh, hosted by uh, Steve Reicher Rodeo. An amazing two days. Um, really looking forward to meeting and connecting. We're selling some tickets. I'm getting emails. We're going to have a lot of great people there. Content creators, businesses, shout out to Move, Solo, Stuvo, and, you know, sponsors of the GigCon Denver 2023. It's going to be an amazing time. I got a, a series of shorts that will be starting on Wednesday, highlighting the content creators and special guests. Um, we'll be, you guys will be seeing those are really fantastic. Shout out to Sam from Jaywalk. We're putting those together. And uh, special shout out to Steve, Hannibal, and Sam for helping me put this together. It's a, It's the four of us that are doing these events. Um, and we have a lot of help from other influencers and companies, right? But the brains behind a lot of it is us four. And I really have to show a lot of gratitude and appreciation to those three gentlemen. So thank you guys very much. This is a third event we're putting on together. And I cannot wait to show everybody a great time. And I cannot wait to show the haters and the doubters that we are doing these things because that does motivate me because I think when you have people that say you can't do something and then you do it, it shows them positivity can be done even through bullshit, even through haters. And I hope that they then say, you know what? I can do a little bit more in my life because I'm not doing that much. I'm really inspired by all those things. So GigCon 2023 Denver. Now, um, Red from Gig Wars Official. Somebody drop a link. I think Red was in here partnered with Gary from Middleton Technologies, Gary's Apps. We'll be starting a uh, gig wars this coming Friday. 
participants will get a some free stuff if they come to the, the, the GigCon on Friday. Um, they're also been at their booth. If you stop by the booth, they're going to have swag and giveaways, and you can sign up. So make sure you go check out the Gig Wars uh, YouTube channel for information on how to sign up for that Gig Wars. It starts on Friday. And then obviously anybody that's coming, you're going to be able to meet Gary and Red and many of the other people. Uh, we'll be starting starting Wednesday. I'm going to be pushing out some shorts and some more information to you guys on everybody that's involved. But that's one of the updates on that right there. So I'm really excited about tonight's show. I, I want to read something from you from one of the panelists that will come up. It is a message that I got a couple of days ago that sparked this topic. And I always look for good, unique kind of topics. Um, and I thought this was something different. We haven't really talked about this here. And I think there's going to be opinions on both sides. Um, and it'll make for a fun, different type of conversation. But I want to read something to you guys. Before I do that, let's see if we got anybody else in the chat. Um, I want to give shout outs tonight. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Gig Wars. What's up? What up, Ron B? I can't believe I'm late. What's up, man? Uh, but so thanks, man. Fired, Ron. You're fired. Uh, let's see. Correct if I'm wrong. I don't know what that means. What up, Javier? See, we got any new names? Nice variety. What's up? What's up? Pit Star. What's up, man? Good to see you. Actually, should actually should ascend to Denver. <laughs> what's up? What's up, Jay Williams? What up, DoorDash Josh? Good to see you, man. Fan of your channel. How you doing, brother? Jay Williams. All right, all right. I think I got everybody. Kelvin. What up? What up? What up, Matthew? Terry. Hello from New York, says Sarah. What up? What up? Drop where you guys are at. Holly. Holly. Savvy Shopper is definitely a part of this. She has a booth. Going to be talking about dumpling. Super, super looking forward to seeing Holly again. It's been a year since we've seen each other. So this is going to, this is, listen, we're going to have a great time. So, um, Hannibal, no need for that. But I uh, got, what's up, Hannibal? What's up? What's up? Is Hannibal in here? I didn't see him. Is he in here? What up, Hannibal? All right. So, all right. Let me read, I want to read something to you guys real quick. Cause when I saw this, I was like, oh, made me stop and think, right? Cause I don't know how to feel about it. But I know. This person will appreciate me sharing this with you guys because it's all about, I think we have different perspectives. We have different conversations with merchants, uh, dashers, consumers, and we all have to understand there are different people looking at the gig economy, the third party apps very differently. I, I'll share a quick story before I read this message. When I first started doing DoorDash, I was talking to my younger sister. Her name is Sabrina. She was part of the gig con in 2022. She was at the registration table. Both of my sisters were. Shout out to Juanita. Shout out to Sabrina. Love you guys. And I remember her saying it. At the time, she worked at a restaurant. She was not pro DoorDash. She hated DoorDash. She saw from the merchant side and the worker side. She wasn't an owner, but she was a worker. She worked in the to-go and catering department. She saw the percentages DoorDash was taking. She saw the lack of patience a lot of food delivery drivers displayed when they would show up at the restaurant she worked at. The lack the, the, the ignorance of the consumer as far as how the pricing worked, the timing of the deliveries, it was pandemic time. It was crazy. A very new way to get anything delivered and more people needed it, wanted it, seeked it. And more people were doing it as work and more restaurants than ever before had to sign up just to keep the fucking lights on. Dining rooms were closed across America, not in every city, but most for months, some over a year. And they had to keep their brand relevant and not close. So that meant take 15 to 30%. I need to just keep my staff going, the staff I can keep that I didn't lay off or furlough or had to fire. And I need to keep my community service, keep my name relevant. All right, take my percentage. 
they actually show up. My sister was like, I can't believe you do DoorDash. Like, oh my God, I hate DoorDash. And I remember not feeling any type of way about it because that's her opinion. I was making money. It's all good, right? But her perspective on the gig economy was very different than mine. Very different, right? So let me read you guys this real quick. Uh, Let me find it. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm not ready. Um, Okay, first thing I want to read. A large chicken lo mein, DoorDash, 12 bucks, no app, $3. Now, we did a video this week talking about the inflated prices, nothing new. We all know that, right? But $12, 9 bucks to some people, that's not a lot. To some, do the percentage on that. $3 is a lot of money. And you haven't even got to the tip and the service fee yet. That's just the price cost difference, right? A lot of people have refused to order food via the apps because of bad service. So there is a bit of a rebellion about the service fees and higher menu prices. I know at least two places did and put a new menu flyer with lowered prices and free local delivery. This is a restaurant basically combating and coming up with a way to get back some people that stopped using the gig apps. Right. Um, That is no doubt a competitive move. So it will spread. So it's in people's faces when it costs so much more. Apps will crumble eventually. I don't know if I believe that, but I think there could be some something there. Supply and demand basics will be slow and market based, but eventually a McDonald's burger will cost 12 bucks. We already see that. A value meal at McDonald's is 12 bucks. I mean, it's there, but a burger alone on the app will get to that point. That's just not sustainable for the for the customers. I do agree with that. No wonder you guys have so many non tippers. True. Good point. When they realize how much higher the charges, they assume so much fees, drivers killing it. Nope. And we talked about that this week. The consumer pays us everything, guys. We know that, right? But I think a lot of consumers also feel like, man, I just paid $28 for this brioche bun breakfast sandwich. This isn't a dinner sandwich, guys. Breakfast sandwich. That driver's got to be making some money. I just tipped them $4.50. That's what the suggested tip is. Should I tip more than that? I don't know. Does the consumer know that they live eight miles away? They don't. Customers don't give a fuck about that, guys. 99 out of 100 customers are not thinking about where they are in relation to that and whether or not, and they don't even know where we are. We know DoorDash sends us. We could be 10 miles away from the restaurant. They have no idea and they shouldn't care. It's not their business. It's not their fault. How would they care and think about that? They're hungry. They're trying to feed themselves eat at lunch, at work, feed a family, get a catering order. They don't care about what we care about. We have to remember that. Most customers do not give a fuck about what we give a fuck about. And they shouldn't. Most. I don't expect them to at this point. Now, I do expect a tip because that's the kind thing, but that's a whole nother discussion. Okay. But think about it. The prices, is it sustainable? Is it a sustainable business model? Food delivery is not going anywhere. I want to be very clear in my statement. But sustainability in the way that it is now, I think that's very up for, uh, that's very up for discussion. And we'll talk about that tonight. The StreamYard link, I do plan on having it open for you guys after the panelists come up. I'm going to send one quick text message and see if the second panelist is ready. And we will start very shortly. And I will stay in the chat and see what you guys got. Ah, there he is, the man, the myth, the legend. So I have two very close friends of mine coming up. They're both from New York City. One of them has crazy hair. The one doesn't have much hair at all. And you guys are going to see them in just a moment. All right. Let's see. 
and we're going to talk about these topics and i think we're going to get in we'll probably organically get into some other things as well all right let's get the show started we're not gonna save the pleasantries all right let's see here so we have mr sam with us first how are you sam can you hear me i can hear you just great can you Fantastic. hear me good? i can hear you just good now the second uh new new york native we're going to bring up is this fine young gentleman right hey, here. Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal, what's, up? Sorry, what's up man how you doing what's going on Pedro? what's going on sam Glad appreciate to be here. appreciate both of you guys for spending some time with me now i'm not going to keep you long i want to get right into this so the text messages i, I, I want to say i want to say one thing uh i want to say hello everybody who's watching uh i am a big fan of every single one of you for a whole bunch of different reasons um and uh and i just want to say hello i know i've been mentioned uh, quite a few times over the last uh almost two years or a year and a half something like that lose track of time um and, and i just want to you know just uh, say hello to everybody so for, for those of you that don't know because most of you might not and some of you might uh, sam is the the, the the brains behind the the, the website um uh, the design that's right by his face there um he helps us a lot so appreciate you for being here show him some love in the chat and everybody knows hannibal so we, we're not gonna give him any yeah, flowers yeah, right now i've yes. been around i've been around. He's, been around he's fine he's fine so the the text message i read was from sam and i believe he was at a local restaurant a bodega whatever and he's had conversations with many peoples over the, you know we've had sam and i've had this dialogue back and forth a, a half dozen times right so i'll start with you sam the text message you sent me, right? Do you really feel like this isn't sustainable? Like Hannibal says, it's kind of like a race to the bottom. He's used that verbiage before. And I, I kind of, I do agree with that. Sometimes I didn't, you know, two years ago, maybe I didn't, but now I'm kind of thinking like, yeah, this isn't that sustainable long-term for most drivers. For some, it might be in a really good market based on your financial situation. Are you married? Do you have health insurance from your wife? Like there are other factors, but what kind of sparked that uh, message that you sent to me? And, and what do you think, what are you seeing in New York City from the places and the people that you talk to that makes you feel like it's not sustainable and that the merchants are kind of looking at these apps in a negative light? Well, you know, I, I just want to emphasize that these, these three particular restaurants that are near me are not uh, exactly unique. This is apparently happening in other areas. But basically, this is what happened. There's a Chinese restaurant that I go to all the time, and I and I I'm very friendly with the with the owners. And and I and the delivery people that work there that actually work for the restaurant. And they were telling me that there was no longer uh they got rid of all the apps. They they just don't take it anymore. And there was a couple of delivery guys. Actually, three I found out that all teamed up and worked as a team to service these three restaurants. So the, they are the same three delivery guys for, you know, all individually. And they ha I don't know what mechanism they're using to, to communicate, but that's what I understand to, to be the case. When they broke down to me what they did, and the conversation came up because she was handing me a new menu. So that's when we got into the conversation about the menu. The charges that uh, that DoorDash has been and Grubhub 
which I think is more prevalent here. Grubhub is a little more uh, popular than, than DoorDash in this particular area. But it, in any case, the charges stack up, you know, on the order <clears throat> and the residents, you know, have to pay all the fees. And then sometimes the, uh, the, 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 you know, they, they tip, sometimes they don't because it depends on what they understand what the charges were for. And I think that although DoorDash does put a you know message that says, hey, this is not really for the for your driver. I've seen that on many apps. Mm-hmm. Um I think Domino's uh has that too, you know, where where they, they tell you that there's a fee, but that it doesn't go to right. the driver. You know, so but whatever reason, because it's so high and the cost of the food is just so much higher. So if I walk to the to the restaurant and order and just wait for the food, it's about usually two dollars less. But now they put out a new menu, so no more apps, and they did away with it. all three restaurants, just the same thing. So I'm trying to find others, you know, to be more specific to see if this is really a trend trend. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All I know is this. My wife used to order all the time. She had all these credits and points because she was uh, using it a lot. And she suddenly stopped. And I, it, you know, of course, I became her driver. So go go get me my food, go this, go get that. And I'm like, what's up? She said, look at these different, look at the cost. She's freaking out about how many fees she's paying on one order of food. And oftentimes she'll say to me, do you want something just to make the damn order more worth it? Mm. You know, so that she, there's another meal in there, you know, so it, it is high. You know, I can't speak from an experience on either side as a dasher or as a app user, because I don't order my food that way. I like to talk to the, to the restaurant on the phone. I'm mm-hmm. old school that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 because I'm also very picky, so like I don't like onions or this or that. No, so like, you're you're not picky. You don't strike <laughs> me as a picky individual. <laughs> so anyway, I I will I will leave it at that. That's the, I I just want that's my perspective. Is that yeah. I never I never been a dasher, although I I feel like I have been being with this this family for so right. long. Right. Right. Uh, and then you have the the side where I'm not even a customer of doing mm-hmm. that. My wife is, so. Got you. Hannibal, what do you think, man? Because I I know you've made some content over the last year or so that I can remember where you're talking about and you put community posts up. Hey, should, like you put one up, I think today or yesterday, should, do you tip on takeout orders, you know? And you talk about, you know, you go to certain ramen, I think a ramen house or a fall place or something where they don't don't do tipping at all, right? Yeah. Service fees, they try to keep the cost down for the consumer, right? So I know I feel like you're somebody that thinks about that and has seen it in your local area, right? So what could you add to what kind of Sam is saying, some of the things you've seen, your thoughts on this? Well, I agree with Sam and this, I I pick up food. I don't order for delivery. I go get it because first I'm always in the car running around anyway, but the fees are just getting to a point where it's just getting ridiculous. 
Um, sometimes I do just make a sandwich. Sometimes I look at the, <laughs> I look at what I'm going <laughs> to order from a restaurant. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll just, you know, and it's also probably healthier as well. But I, I, I mailed, I sent you a message on an order. Um, this is from, I forgot, I think Twitter. Someone ordered something on DoorDash. It was $23. Mm-hmm. And then the fee started to pile up. A uh, regulatory response fee, right? Yeah. So wherever this place, this person lives, the regulatory, they probably have a cap. So you're going to yeah. pay uh, for that. Delivery fee. Then the fees and estimated tax. It says fees and estimated tax. What other fees are they talking about? But it's they put everything together. Then I guess this person wanted an express. So I have the express fee. And with the dasher tip, yep. so from twenty three dollars, it goes up to forty two dollars to order something. That's great. Yeah, that's it wild. It's not sustainable. So mm. this is what this is where you know Tony Shu and Dara Kashashawi and I don't know the CEO for Grubhub. This is their struggle. They they have to make this a, into a business. They have to start making money, and they're trying to nickel and dime, and they, they they're grabbing thirty percent from restaurants. They're grabbing this much from the um, obviously from the customer. And the dashers are not making as much because most mm-hmm. people are not tipping. They're not. Mm-hmm. And you could say partly because the, these fees are really expensive. It's a lot of fees. So let me let me ask you a question real quick. Do you think you think the majority of consumers don't tip? That's what you feel? Yes. Really? For ordering, I, I, for ordering DoorDash? Because mm-hmm. most of the DoorDash orders are, are from fast food restaurants. So in in mm-hmm. it's in Brooklyn, I know there's there there's food delivery workers standing outside of a Chick-fil-A. Shake Shack, McDonald's, they just stand around waiting for an order to come in. They are they, they have bikes, they got mopeds. I never understood that because that's that's when I when I was like really doing when I was in the grind doing DoorDash full time. Mm-hmm. I would not sit around near a fast food restaurant. I would go where you know the really good restaurants where people yeah. usually tip. But that's you know they're doing quick rides. You know they're on bikes. So most people who are ordering from Chipotle, McDonald's. These these restaurants, um, they're not tipping anyway because they don't tip mm. when they in the restaurant. So I think I would say most don't tip, at least in my experience looking through orders when you're you know back in the day when you know acceptance rate didn't matter. Yeah, it was in the twenties. So I could say it's an 80 percent, twenty percent thing where twenty percent probably tip or at least well enough to take the order. Eighty percent don't. Um, but that's my experience. Interesting. So, Sam, what do you think? Do you think most consumers tip on the app or not? I, I think most do. But to Hannibal's point, I think the majority of orders aren't worth our time. That's yeah. Because because even if so, even if you leave a five dollar tip, if you're too far away, I might come in as seven dollars for me. But if it's yeah. 12 miles, I'm like, nah, I'm dismissing it. But they still left a tip. Right. So what do you think, Sam? Do you think most consumers tip or don't tip? On food delivery. That- in, in in this market, I think that it's 50-50. Um, that's about what I think. Uh, most people I, that this conversation comes up, it, it's usually that they tip, but that's the, the type of people that I'm associating myself with. Mm-hmm. If I if I if I mix up a conversation with strangers that I don't know, they they say they don't tip. You know, oh, that's too much money. You know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not tipping. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, besides, almost always, those are the same people that are going to say, oh, but they charge me on the app for yeah. the delivery. So isn't that tip for me to do if I want to extra? Yeah, I think that's so, a good point. You yeah. know, so it, it, it and that's, I'm not, 
I'm not going to lie. One of the reasons that I don't do a lot of the apps is because I, I, I'm not really a big tipper. Mm -hmm. So I, I, if I can't be willing to spend it, then I just don't use that method. I'm not going to screw somebody else. That was always been my, my, my way of thinking about that issue. Um, but I think that right now the guys are killing it. The, those three guys are just killing it. Because what's happened now is that a lot got noticed. We're talking about a very uh, heavily Jewish and Russian community we're talking mm -hmm. about here, which are conscious of cost. Then they, they, they were, you know, it's very expensive, as Hannibal can attest to that, to, to live in this city. Yeah. So we have working people in homeless shelters right now. So it's, it's just ridiculous that that the cost is so high. We're not talking about them though, because those people are not necessarily ones ordering food from DoorDash if they right. if they're homeless, okay, or or if they perceive to be homeless. But I think you hit it on Hannibal, all these fees, all these things that are being there. And more and more we have a new minimum wage that kicks in in a, a few couple of months or something like that. You know that goes that that kicks up the, the the minimum wage even higher, so and they're talking about twenty four to twenty five dollars in the long term. That's got to go somewhere, and there's been comments. Uh, I, saw, I saw at least one comment where someone said, "Well, how could they be losing money if they're paying us peanuts?" And that's true. That's a good comment, right? Because if they're not giving it to us, then where is it going? Well, I'll tell you where it's going. They ran ads during these big sporting events. These people that work in the executive level are killing it with their pay, with their paychecks, okay? And mm -hmm. their assets and all this other stuff. On top of that, you have folks that are that are 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 making a lot of money on these campaigns that they're running. I'm sure they're running them in your market on TV, big spend about DoorDash Impact. I think that's what it's, they're calling it, DoorDash Impact. They're trying to put a positive spin. So they talk to restaurants and say, oh, they saved my my, my business and they did wonderful. And yeah. they're running them heavy right now. Well, let me ask you a question, Sam. Don't you think that there are stories where they did help restaurants during the pandemic? I think that Absolutely. Is. I think they definitely Absolutely. did help. Here's the thing, right? If you have a fire, okay, and you need water, you will even pay for water if you're trying to save your house. Now, you use all the water you you could, you needed to put out the, the fire. Now you're done, right? Now you've got to rebuild your house and fix it and, you know, but the holes should shut off, shouldn't it? Mm. So all that extra money that you that you justify for charging me in this case the restaurants being saved by the platform okay that's the analogy of the holes then then what's what is it why has it been going on for so long hmm. why is it that you can't back up a little bit on your fees instead they push it forward because social media is 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 a big issue and that's a lot of this is from social media. Um, and then you have, you know, the cost that that it bears on the customer now. So before it was more like 30%. The fees weren't all that high 
but then they had to deal with the the, the incentives, the gas, the costs, all, all these other things. And whether it affected them or not, they they claimed it as a problem, as a reason to raise to have all these fees, even if it wasn't a problem. Because I don't think it was a problem. Because when while that was happening, when we were having all this problem with gas prices, they were <clears throat> excuse me, they were uh 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 uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm talking about in terms of the, the fees and what the, I guess, what DoorDash and Uber Eats are yeah. continuing to doing instead of what they did back in the pandemic. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Right. So what what I'm trying to say is the emergency has passed. Yeah. Can we, the, the house isn't on point. fire. The house, the right. house isn't on fire like it was when the pandemic happened and lobbies closed is what you're saying. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's exactly what occurred. Right. Nobody could go out. They couldn't get their food. They could, you know, or whatever, or they want to, or whatever the case might be. And, and, that, and then comes the deliveries. So the folks that have been doing the driving all this time, especially from the pandemic, those are heroes because mm -hmm. they allow us to continue to live our lives mm -hmm. to some extent. Right. Mm -hmm. So they, you guys would come bring us food, blah, blah, blah. And, and it was great. And of course, we were going to tip well. We were we were very grateful. It's a, it's a tough time for everybody. Blah 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 blah. Here we are, fast forward two years later, and now they still want us to they still want us to 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 continue to do it, and they charging, but they ain't coming to the drivers. Mm. Two dollar mm. orders? How is that possible? So yeah. it's too low. So there's something going on here. Okay, uh, some sort of, you know, high level of of burglary. Mm. Interesting, interesting. I like the analogy of the house being on fire, charging for water. Like, yeah, I need some fucking water. I don't care if you charge me a thousand dollars. I need my house, right? The value of my house, or value yeah. of the restaurant and my market and my brand and keeping my employees staffed is more valuable than whatever percentage you're going to cost me as long as i'm still making some money right but now right. that things have we have this new normal as i call it because it's never going to go back to where it was we have a new normal here right in a lot of different ways but now it's like hey i'm still getting charged do i need it can i afford to get rid of it and sam is meeting people that have gotten rid of it and they're using local delivery drivers you know i don't think that will happen broadly in most places but i think locally in some small pockets and neighborhoods it could totally happen i think but, that's a smart move if 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 you yeah. really had that a really good amount of people and good contacts and that work ethic because that, that, there are many restaurants and grocery stores are, are a little frustrated with the experience and you don't know what kind of driver that's going to come to pick up the order is it going to be a really nice person that's responsible and professional or someone that has a mental issue or too impatient or aggressive so they, they have mm -hmm. to deal with that so i think some places or some companies may be or businesses may be if they have the ability and the resources to do something on their own they probably will just so the customers aren't having bad experiences because sometimes they will associate what the dasher did to, with the restaurant and yeah it's just a restaurant it's just an independent contractor it's not connected to the restaurant in any way so i definitely i could see where that problem lies and also, with the minimum wage, you know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and GrubHub stopped it. They were supposed to happen on the 12th. They stopped it. Um, it's. I think they're going to, I think they have until the 31st to figure this out. Most likely, I think it's going to be in. So it'll be $17, about $18 per hour. 
And that's a real test because Prop 22 is out there in, in California. Mm-hmm. And they're able to figure this out and pay them. And I don't know, Pedro, have you met one person that was in L.A. that got Prop 22 that didn't want it or didn't like Not it? one. Not one. Not one. So, you know, it's so, funny you mentioned that real quick is that everybody else that I talked to is like, it's ridiculous. But the I don't know what, the, let's say 40 or 50 people that we talked to, right? Hannibal yeah. and I talked to in person. They loved it. They had really no complaints about it. No complaints. So people are willing to pay. And I think why, I think Sam, why they, they haven't changed and they're not going to take back fees is they, they realize, and you know, DoorDash ordering food, regardless of what platform you're using is, is a part of our culture now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Tony said yeah. DoorDash is a verb, which is true. It's kind of like Uber. They know people are going to order. They know people want that convenience. So they know that they can continue this, this, I guess this business model that they're currently doing. But I think that's one mm-hmm. government's coming in. And in a couple of weeks, yeah, New Yorkers, at least New York, NYC drivers and riders, people who are delivering food are going to get $18 um, as a base minimum wage base, uh, because yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So if, if we're saying, and let me ask you guys this question. I'll open it to Sam first. If we're saying it's not sustainable, what's not sustainable? Because Hannibal's brings up a great point. People are always going to order food. That's not going, that's not going to stop. Now, if people are tip or don't tip, that's a separate thing. I'm talking about the sustainability of the companies using the third-party apps to facilitate their business, right? Why do we think that, Sam, is going to not be sustainable if we still have a demand for it? What do you say to that? Well, because you have a demand for food There's no mm-hmm. and, and food to be delivered. There's nothing new there. Okay, yes, right. it was a lot more during the pandemic, of course, of obviously. That was a windfall for everybody involved in terms of uh, getting that service, you know, of delivering it. So you had DoorDash, Grubhub, all those things. They were already operating before the pandemic, but really flourished when people got locked down. Mm-hmm. Now, what... What, when I say, and or when the issue of sustainability comes, mm-hmm. it's, it's really simple math, right? If I used to be able to get, say, two meals out a day, and they were around six bucks, seven bucks, thereabouts, a, a reasonable sandwich at a nice deli might be seven, things like that. Now... The, the cheapest that I can get other than McDonald's and, you know, that crap fast food stuff mm-hmm. um, is, is probably around nine to ten. That's where it starts. And then that could go up to for a nice little uh, plate of, say, spaghetti and meatball. It, it might be 24, 20, 22, depending if it comes with all the trimmings. So that being said, now when I order on the app, that now is around 30 to 35, mm. okay? So, okay, so I used to kind of do it before <laughs> three times a week. Yeah. But now, but now you increase my cost by, say, $10 for each time that I order. So now you're talking about an extra meal per day that you're paying for because that's the equivalent of an, of an extra meal. Right. So... So, because you got two meals, that's twenty dollars. You can eat for twenty bucks, so that's mm-hmm. another meal. I mean, listen, yeah. people. I want to say something. You can actually eat for two dollars, but I could make a whole video about that. About you know, inflation's crazy. You can go to the store and get pasta and ingredients oh, yeah, that yeah. might not be the best quality necessarily. Because 
but you could feed a family for cheaper than you think. But go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. No, I, no, that's exactly it's, right. It's, and it's true. So it, there's a limitation to the amount of cash. Listen, it is depressing to see the analysts report this last week. On, it was on CNN, all the financial news. So I think it was Forbes that put it out. That said uh, that, that uh, they saw an increase of 26% of people using pay later you know that feature pay yeah. later yeah. at people putting chicken nuggets on their way it's fucking crazy yeah that's insane that you have to use that type of credit for to to pay for your 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 rice and your and your your food in other it's, words it's insane but do you think it just speaks to a bigger problem of what's going on just with the inflation cost and people you know marginally employed and not maybe they're financially literate or they're you know and, and they're being forced to feed a family and be like you know what like my kids gotta eat i gotta put this value meal on a payment plan you know like i think there's some of that right but it's also i think it speaks to a bigger problem as far as just the way people spend money you know and the food delivery i've been saying it for the longest like most of what we deliver like sometimes we're going to deliver like medical supplies or somebody might have a disability they need to eat so they order the grandma some food like or they need some toilet tissue like okay those things are essential most of what we deliver is not essential at least in my opinion in st louis the ten thousand plus deliveries i've done i could maybe 30 or 40 of those where i felt like man this person really needed this item that i knew about so i feel like it's just like the spending habits and the and the convenience we're getting lazy and I think like we we are still going to spend, you know, I think it's still sustainable for yeah. a while. I don't know how long, you know, but I think people are still going to spend just, even if they don't have it. You know? Let me just say this. OK, before before we, we, we I, I lose this train of thought. When I talked about the pay later, OK, that's not exactly a new concept, obviously. Right. right because right. credit cards are similar you swipe and you pay later right yeah but pay later is a feature that the the supermarkets are offering for directly okay yeah. through a financing company but it's not like a credit card type of thing so sort of like the pay later from paypal that sort of thing now here's here's the thing though we were talking about whether it was sustainable mm -hmm. that was the conversation and that is not sustainable there's a limit to how much you can continue to charge on your credit cards good point yeah okay to pay for food so if you've reached that point then you are at the beginning stages now i'm not talking about people like i do where i charge everything to my credit card i mean everything so and then i get all the points and the cash back and all that stuff and then yeah. I pay it all off at the end of the month. So I treat it like a charge card then a re uh, instead of a credit card. Uh, so that that's uh, that's not what I'm talking about. And there are many people that are using their cards for that, like I am, the way yes. I'm explaining well, it. Well, there are there are financial analysts that say if you if you use your debit card for every purchase, you're not doing it right. I've heard that from like really right what seems oh, to be yeah, really yeah, yeah. popular or sound financial yeah. advice like using credit cards is kind of like a very smart that's financial the climate decision. that we're in yeah exactly yeah. you know so i just want to i just wanted to make sure we tie that together 
because I didn't bring that up sort of out of nowhere. It's because that's part of the sustainability. So that's what I mean. So at some point, it's going to have to stop, right? At some point, we don't know when. So either they're going to have to stop going up on their damn fees, okay? Or the or the restaurants are going to have to take a bit, uh, force them to take less of a bite, mm. you know, from, from the commissions. That 30% is pretty steep, mm. okay? So it's, 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 and then the idea that, that they could also use the platform to get orders, but they control who delivers it because I know that's how it works. So I could submit it for DoorDash to put it into the to the pool of, of work to be assigned by a drug to a driver, or they could say, no, we're gonna do it ourselves. So they 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 put it in-house so mm -hmm. they don't send it to DoorDash. Right. That's when that's when a customer orders directly on the restaurant's website using the the DoorDash platform. Right. I get that. Hannibal, what do you think, man? How how long how long do you think the third party apps will be similar to how they are right now? With legislation getting passed, you know, somebody sent me something that was happening in, I believe, Rhode Island, maybe, uh, where they're charging drivers like $50 a year to get licensing and things like that. Like, I bring that up because obviously legislation and lawmakers and politicians are getting involved, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I've seen good stuff. I've seen bad stuff. But how long do you think the food delivery apps will be similar to how they are now? They'll never be similar because I don't know, Pedro, like every six months it seems like something is changing or something is up, yeah. right? Like there's always something yeah. happening. I think it's going to follow ride share. It's still around. Um, I think in terms of food delivery, it's going to be even less. Let's talk about the driver's perspective because everyone here um, have used the app to either mm -hmm. you know make some money doing DoorDash. I believe it's eventually going to become a job where you don't make as much. Like the you know, 2020 was the golden year. That was that was the or actually before that, apparently there's some other OGs that say they made it was five dollar minimum yeah, everything, like right? 2018, 16, like, yeah. like back in the like, day before everybody was on the apps and before the pandemic, they, they were killing right. it. Yeah. So we're not because that's that's an interesting thing about this side hustle of food delivery. Most side hustles that you do, and especially if you take on and it's being an independent contractor, you start getting clients or customers, we want to call it, the, you start to make more money every year. You don't make less money every year. Mm. And you see like food deliveries is the one spot where they make less. That's why I think grocery delivery is a better idea, probably ride share in some areas. But I think in New York City, going back to what Sam was saying about you know some of the, the homeless situation, every food bank line is around the corner. Um, this has wow. been happening all uh, throughout the pandemic. Even to even today, you drive around uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Some food banks have different days. There's a long line of people waiting for food. These people are not ordering anything. They're yeah. waiting for some basic um, stuff so they can eat and survive. So yeah. the problem is with the apps that like, I can order uh, food delivery, don't tip, and I'll get it eventually. Yeah. Because there's so many people working. And these are people from you know black and brown communities. Um, immigrant communities mm -hmm. that are taking everything. Mm -hmm. So they're outside waiting, Chipotle, waiting for an order to come or, yeah. or at McDonald's, waiting for an order. So in New York City, I think, you know, I guess they'll just keep going. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of the ability to earn as much as possible, especially when the minimum wage comes in in a couple of weeks, whenever they iron it all out, it's going to be $18. $18 an hour. Is that enough? To, no, not for rent here in New York City. Uh, but 
I think that's all, where it's going to be. Just to be clear, so I understand. I feel like I know, but just, I want you—you you obviously know the answer to this. So I want you to tell the audience so that everybody's on the same page. Yeah, that's oh, it's like seventeen eighty something or seventeen seventeen eighty six. Okay, so we'll round to eighteen bucks. Eighteen bucks. That is what DoorDash has to pay an active food delivery driver in New York City, right? Correct. So if there's tips, obviously they'll make more. They'll right? make more. So they'll ob- obviously it'll be somewhere between twenty-two to thirty bucks or something like that, minimal, right? And some some hours would be great because maybe you have a great tip or whatever, but you can't really count on that, right? That's a very fluid thing. But they're going to be guaranteed that eighteen bucks. So even if you, and you tell us if I'm wrong on this, if you take a order from Chipotle, and nothing comes in the rest of the hour, and that order paid you six bucks. DoorDash or Uber Eats has to kick in that extra twelve, right? Yeah, well, they, the app is on, or what do you? What do you? DoorDash and Uber that? didn't even like decide the game plan. They knew immediately they were going to sue. So they, I'm sure they have an idea because some of the Uber Eats offers I've seen, if I looked at, the pay rates are so low. So Uber mm. Eats kind of figured out what they're going to do. It's like, well, we're going to give you really short, fast orders, and we're going to try to make you earn this eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah, but my question well, is, if yeah. I take one order, and let's and say it takes you an hour. No, no, no. What I'm saying is if I'm yeah. active, so it's like I can't just sit there and decline, right? Right. I have to okay, actually yes. be working, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, then you get got there. it. Yeah. Got it. So, you know, DoorDash sued, and they, I, I send you this article that they wrote in uh, New York uh, Daily News as mm-hmm. well, like a PR piece of explaining why they've done it. So, you know, I'm not going through all of the, the same things we all comp- they complain about. It's They're saying it's going to be an impact on cost and services. It's going to be too expensive. It's extreme earning standards, too much. Now, in, in the article, they do advocate for a minimum pay. They're like, yeah, there should be one. But it's like, okay, then what is it? Mm. Why didn't you put this in before you, you knew this was going to happen? Mm. There's no, um, we don't have a pay by time here. So, like, right. if you right. if you think it should be a pay um, rate, why you have it put it in? You know, so it's just, it's games being played back and forth. Yeah. But um, in New York City, you know, I think, you know, anytime you want to order pizza, Someone's going to bring it to you. Now, how yeah, much money are they going to earn? <laughs> yeah. That's where the issue is. But yeah. in terms of the customer side, I think they're good. Well, there's so many new people coming to the platform every day. Uh, yeah. A lot of workers that do this work and doing the small amount of research I've done. It's not, I'm not saying I've done really any. I've done a little bit in talking to people. A lot of people come here every day, but also English is their second language. Yeah. Uh, they feel like they need to kind of take it because that's what the interface is showing them. So they don't understand the acceptance rate thing. Many of us in the chat didn't in the beginning. Like, oh, I'm just happy to get an order. Okay, I'll go. Right? So when you have enough of those people that are coming to the apps, they're going to take that Chipotle. And it might take them an hour, like Sessi, Nomadic Gig Econ Mom saying. And they just made eight bucks in an hour, which is horrible. Yeah. I mean, that's that's horrible. Traffic can, you, traffic can sap a lot of your earnings I mean, just by you, sitting in traffic you know, time. Even yeah. if you're on a bike, you haven't even paid any taxes on that. I mean, yeah. You're making like six dollars, man. Like in an hour, that's less than minimum wage. You can't even. He, he, I mean, can't do these guys work. Bucks. These guys and girls out here working hard. They doing. They putting twelve hours of work. They, you know, we drive in the city. Drive nowhere. You driving. It doesn't matter where you drive in New York City. You see delivery workers working. It doesn't matter the weather. They're on a bike. On the e like going on a, a, a e bike mm. or, e- or these mopeds in pouring rain, still delivering people's orders. So for someone to, you know, for Uber Eats to give a base, you know, base pay of a dollar in some sense, it's, 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 it's insulting. It's, yeah, it's, it's insulting. It's insulting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what do you, you know, 
we're in 2023, right? We're halfway through. So basically 2024 is here. Like we're yeah. going to blink in this boom. It's 2024 is here. You know, so when we get to 2030, which is six years, you know, so a lot can happen in six years, right? Yeah. Do you guys think, I'll start with Sam. So six years from now, 2030, right? Hopefully we're all still here. We're all doing okay. What's the, what are the food delivery apps going to look like in your opinion in six years, Sam? What do you, well, what do you that, think we're looking at? That's an awesome question because it just so happens that I've, I've been reading up a tremendous amount about all these uh, robotic uh, delivery yeah. mechanisms. You saw don't say some, that too loud because Steve's in the I chat know. and he's he's anti-robot, <laughs> so I don't want to make know. Steve upset. You know, I love I Steve. All right. I, I know. I know how Steve feels about the robot. <laughs> Steve has like a garage full of like cones. He's just ready to put in Colorado listen, so that the robots listen, can't move. This is what this is what one industry expert said in a in a in an article. I, I could try to find it again so I could get the proper source. But this is what he said. He says that this this takeover mentality that DoorDash and Grubhub had were that they've been having for the last few years, okay, where they keep buying each other or not each other, but like the smaller ones kept getting swallowed up by mm -hmm. one of them, mm -hmm. right? That was basically what was happening. They said that that has nothing to do with the current business model that's being deployed. In other words, the reason that they that they are trying to get all these restaurants on their platforms is because whoever has the the largest base of restaurants is the one that's going to dominate the autonomous market mm -hmm. okay because that the restaurants are not going to be able to afford that so investors are investing in essentially four higher public robots that's essentially what they are. In other words, the robot doesn't belong to that particular restaurant or that particular store. It's mm. owned by a group, a company that that provides the service for them to, mm. to, to, to have those robots going to them so they can load whatever the item is and the robot goes on its merry way, which is what they're doing in the campuses. It, that, mm. That's exactly what's happening. That's not new. That's been going on for, for yeah, a few years. It's not new. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so they're now expanding outside. So they have now there's some here in in uh, Brooklyn that they, they I saw them testing a, an area. So they're being tested. You know, it, people are going to put, kick them, push them. Mm -hmm. They're going to destroy them because they're public property. But they they passing laws now that that makes it a different kind of crime. So it's a it's it's happening. So I will say in 2030, I think unfortunately a lot of ro robots are going to be involved in many ways that they're not involved with today. Interesting. Well, Hannibal, what do you think? What's your take on, you know, Sam saying maybe even six years? I think in some places maybe. I, I tend to lean that it'll be longer than that. That will, yeah. it will affect us. But what what do you say about the AI coming? taking our jobs like what what do you think about that um six six years maybe a too soon in my opinion but they are investing billions of dollars into it a uh, walmart with mm -hmm. with their a lot of the robotics and a lot of automations that are happening in the warehouse itself putting you know collecting orders so i think that is definitely something's going to happen 
for in terms of food delivery in six years, I, I don't know. I feel like this. We're gonna, but in six years, I think we'll have an idea of what the hell we are. Because right mm -hmm. now, we do we know what we are? Like again, are we employees? We're Great independent point. contractor. Are we just yeah. you know flowers in the wind? Like we'll figure out what we are in six years, and then that would make more sense on okay, is it like a the hybrid model? Um, do some of these larger franchises say you know? I always had this idea like McDonald's saying, hey, listen, will we just get a bunch of riders ourselves? We'll get a bunch of delivery people. You stay right here and you just keep running around pumping out these orders instead of we giving 30% to DoorDash yeah. every order. So maybe something like that would happen. I mean, you know, I think we're not, I think we're still far away from the total recall. You get into a cab and that, that Johnny got turns around and, you know, that robot drives around. I don't know if they're going to be there. Well, in six but years. that is happening right now, though. That's yeah. happening literally right now in L.A. That is happening hundreds of times in this very moment where yeah. robots or self-driving cars are. That is happening. And I will say 10, 10, 15. You think Six, only 10 or 15 that, years? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got yeah, it. Okay. I, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. that it'll definitely go in that direction. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I could kind of I could see that. Um, it's scary. Well, I don't I don't love it, like anything, but I don't like hate it. Now. It's going to be like anything else that happens like this. It's going to first start in the in in the, in the nicer sections of, of New York City. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, it's not going to be in where y'all live and where I. No, live. no, 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 not well, not where <laughs> I live. But. Three of us live. We're not seeing. <laughs> no, no, because somebody will steal it or graffiti it or yeah. damage it or whatever. We, right? Yeah. But this is a very ambitious state in terms of uh, uh, remember what is it 2032 or something you can't you, that's not you can't even buy a combustion engine yeah that, but yeah right car, you know you know so and 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 the manufacturers have followed that suit because they've pretty much broke down the engineering departments for combustion engines they already got all the specs for the mo motors for the enough years down the road that they don't really need to to keep the staff as big as they are yeah. So they are, it's already starting there, but they're smart. You you adapt. That's what you do. They yeah. adapted. Those people went to other work. There's a lot of work in robotics. You just have to adapt. Adapt in any situation. You yeah. guys adapted and came to the to the, the becking call of people stranded in their homes back in 2020. And that's what you you adapted. You you could have stayed home and be one of those people. You know, say, well, I guess I can't go nowhere. No. Oh, but you could do deliveries. Those are essential. So go. And that's what a lot of people did. Yeah. So that's, they adapted. You got people that are delivering food and stuff like that, that had never done it before. They've always had a W-2 of some sort or, or whatever. And all of a sudden they find themselves without a job for a few months, no income out of, out of need. You do what you got to do for your family. And that's what that's what they have done. That's why I think you guys are amazing. That's why I, I've I've been attracted to this group of, of individuals. Now, that being said, the next thing that you now are going to have to adapt again. You adapted this way. You're going to have to adapt again into what do we do now as 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 gig workers doing this type of this part of the gig economy. You have to start to understand. Either you could do something like what they, you know, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. If if you've got someone you can team up with, another driver or a third even, you know, and you could go to the restaurants, okay, 
you don't have to go and sell the restaurant and this is a good idea. I'm going to deliver your food and it's going to cost you a hell of a lot less than 30%. Well, that, when I started this channel, I, that was my idea. The first, I don't know, three or four months of my YouTube journey was I wanted to help the local small businesses. I would talk about it in the beginning of my videos because I saw that they were getting kind of hosed, right? And, and I like to spend my money locally and we have a lot of them in St. Louis. Now, we're not, I'm not a big city like you guys, but we have a lot of local mom and pop shops. Not as many as y'all, but for our city size, like per capita or whatever you want to use, like it is a ton. It's, yep. it's almost more than the chains. It's, it's, it's actually quite impressive, right? So my thought was like, how do I help these guys but then make money? How do I, because I didn't think it, this thing was going to last forever and I didn't want to deliver for DoorDash forever. Like that to me is like, no way, I can't. I just can't do it. I'm too petty. Can't do it. I cannot deliver and see all these $2 orders. Can't do it. But it's hard. I've had some conversations with restaurants, right? It's very difficult to sell that to them, at least from my experience. Now, I didn't go full throttle, but I've had enough conversations because the infrastructure that the third party apps provide is right. usually so good, right? With the tablets and this and that, and they do have support and maybe it's good, but maybe it's not sometimes for a couple, two, three guys or gals to figure out how to deliver King and I's and the China King and the pizza head deliveries all on South Grand. Like, man, I tell you what, that would be harder for a team of three to do on a Friday night and to do it timely, right? With a, you know, and do it well and make sure the drivers are paid and happy. And do you have delivery miles? Like, do you have a distance? You know, that would be more difficult, I think, for the restaurants right now than it is for what they're using, right? Now, long term, I could be wrong, but in the interim, like, I think it's, it's tough because DoorDash just gives the merchants so many tools. And they do right. so much for them, in my opinion, at least. It doesn't mean it's all good, but they offer a lot of opportunities and whatever. What do you say, Hannah? Well, yeah, I, I think what you're saying makes sense. I mean, they've been here for over 10 years. They they right. have the infrastructure in place. But I still think that other companies, other startups can still look at this and say, this needs work. This is not ideal. Absolutely. There's other companies, there's other situations, you know, PowerWorks or work, you know, PowerWorks are trying to figure out how to improve upon this system, trying to get the best drivers, the ones who care to get the orders. So every, everyone's happy. So I think, you know, I'm a capitalist. I love capitalism. Usually if you want to take over some market share, you come with a better idea or a better solution for businesses and the consumer. So, yeah. you know, you never know. It's possible that there may be another app that just figure, figures it out a little better or has a better infrastructure that Good can point. make things easier and more profitable for everybody. So right. you never know. And if, and if it's a bunch of robots, then we're all screwed because it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's improved robot. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. but it is, it is what it is. That's, that's how evolution you know, works. Right. You know, Hadam, I'm sure you could, you probably would agree with most of this, you know, you, every, I think every New York city block. Okay. Has a Starbucks, a Chinese restaurant, and a and a, a, a smoke shop. Yeah, a liquor store. <laughs> liquor store. I think every block and oh, a, yes. a, a hooker. I forgot about alcohol. Yeah, but yeah, alcohol <laughs> yeah. <there> definitely. <laughs> but so so obviously I'm exaggerating, but there's so many of them. Okay, uh, it's like you are never far away from uh, from a, a large chicken lo mein, as as my message put it. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You're never yeah, far yeah. away from it. So when so a lot of these guys that are making deliveries for DoorDash, a lot of them don't even leave the neighborhood anyway. Yes, exactly. You know, it's all local, you like know, you know, a few miles from here. here. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of silly that um, you know, that that the restaurant has to give up so much of its revenue for people that are across the street from them. It's just weird. You That's know, like when point. the customer you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I gotta pay you 30% of the customer, and he's and that guy, that lady's that lady. Oh, they can look out the little window and see the China guy, this Chinese. Ex- <laughs> they can see it and they see their damn lo mein yeah. being mixed up and like, what the fuck? I just paid $50 for that. Like, and they yeah. can see it through the window. That's, that's like, a good I mean, point. I mean, I've had Thai food from far, you know, eight miles, nine miles away, and they are willing to deliver if I'm paying the fee. I've had that. I love Thai food, but there's no Thai around here. So I like that. I'll pay it because I want that Thai food. I'm, yeah. Right. You know? But you can't, so, you know, before you mentioned you did it two, three times a week. Now you can't have that three. It, right. It's going to cost how, you over a hundred dollars to have that delivered three times a week, maybe. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, listen, it, it's, it's, it's important that the folks and my friends, my family that isn't on this, on this uh, live Sunday night is we keep, your eyes on down the road, not only in front of you. You have to look at where you're going down the road. That's that's those that that level up is about looking ahead. You know, it's, it, it, and, and and I'm excited about what's going to happen uh, with with this group of, of people that we all to of, of this family that we're all part of uh, as we move forward. Because after the gig event, I, I think there's going to be some interesting activity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, I I want to say this kind of in, in closing. And if you guys got things you want to add, please chime in. But I think a lot of us, myself included, and Sam's brought up some points and Hannibal and Steve in the chat. You know, Steve works with Para Works or Para Works, and they have, you know, a lot of great things happening over there. Right. And they're trying to get their piece of the market share and do it in a transparent way. Right. That's what they're doing. Right. But there's still some. That company's valued at like what eleven million dollars. Like that's a still a big company. It's not just three guys in St. Louis trying to figure out how to deliver <laughs> King and I, right? That's still a big, big company, right? But but they're trying and they are getting a piece of their market share and doing it the right way. That's why I have a lot of respect for what they got going on over there, right? But for me, I think we you know we beat up the third party apps. You know, I've made probably I don't know at least two three hundred videos talking shit on DoorDash. And I'll continue to do it if they do shit. You do shit, you get shit talk. If you do something yeah. good, I'm going to say something good. That's how I've right. always been. Hannibal's the same way, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I think the bubble at some point will pop, you know? And it might be where it's popped and it's, like, spread around and, like, people are getting shit on them and it's, like, really bad. Or it might just pop and most people aren't affected because, as we know, most people don't do this that much. And right. on YouTube, a lot of people that watch YouTube and that are really engaged in the lives and the comments, they are full time. So they are more affected by the gig economy because they're in their car a lot. But most yeah. people don't give a fuck. Most people don't give a shit. Like they I think most yeah. drivers don't care. They go out every Friday after work, boom, boom, make a quick, let's say 50, 60 bucks. And that's their, so their experience is vastly different than mine and Hannibal's and the chats really really different they're not as affected and they don't have as much skin in the game but i still think these apps are a good way to make money i recommend like i've been saying this is a side hustle 
I think if you do it part time and you couple it with other money, that is the ticket to not feeling as like like you Dependent. need as much. Dependent. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. I, I still think it's going to be around for a while. And even if it evolves into something different, other apps, other types of work. Steve has mentioned this in some of his podcasts. Other types of work are going to a gig economy, 1099 type of workforce. That trend is going to continue. So the opportunities that people like myself and Hannibal and people in the chat will have will continue to be there. But I feel like it's upon us to not stay in those opportunities too long and be dependent upon them too long. Because at any moment, they can be taken away. You could get deactivated. Something can happen. The opportunity does go, goes away. There's oversaturation. So I like this kind of work to make money. I think it's still really a good, solid way to make side money. I don't think for most of us, we should look at it as a long-term way of revenue and taking care of our family. But that's my opinion on it. So, um, I'll just end it real quick. I think, yes, still a solid side hustle. Um, you definitely want to take advantage of all opportunities. Keep looking for opportunities. Even if you're doing well with the multi-apping and what you're currently doing, you should always continue to look at some of the things. I know, I know a lot of people don't like W2 working here. W-2 work can be really, really good if you find the right job, if you find the right yes. position, right? Yeah. Ton, tons of positions out there. You just got to find the one that fits your skill set and fits the, the company and the culture and all that. But definitely want to make sure that you're putting, you, you want to make sure you're keeping your eyes open and being open-minded and just follow your market, you know, just follow mm -hmm. what's going on. If, if it's taking longer to do something, then you realize something is up or you're checking your, you know, checking what's going on with your, you know, politicians and what they're doing and then implementing things that may slow down your earning potential, make sure you're staying on top of that. It's really just making sure you're, and you guys are already doing that because you guys are checking out the channels. You guys are you know, checking out the all information that's out there. So just as long as you keep doing that, you'll be ahead of the game because people are not paying attention. They'll be the last one to know. Oh, wow. This app is not work. Oh, what's going on? I'm taking six hours. I'm only making 30 bucks. If you've been checking out a lot of the what's going on, you would already know that. So. Sam, any, any final words from Mr. Uh, uh, GeekCon website designer extraordinaire? What do you got for us? I, I've, I've had a thorough, uh, a thorough, uh, a thoroughly rather, a uh, good time today. Uh, this is the first time. I'm very camera shy. I don't like uh, being on camera. We didn't so, notice. You know, no, yeah. Sam, I'm actually very, I didn't, I, I, on purpose, I did not ask you if you were going to show your face because I know how you feel about it, but I am very happy and thankful that you actually did that versus the avatar. So I want to thank you for that because I think it makes a difference. And I'm glad the three of us were on together with our faces. So thank you for doing that and making that, that decision. You're I welcome, appreciate man. that. And, and thank you. Thank you for having me on. Listen, we got, as you know, Pedro, we have quite a few things coming very soon. Uh, uh, yeah. So you're going to be Just here. You probably see me more <laughs> often than you probably want to. Yeah, uh, you're right. Definitely right the, about that. Yeah. The B O the B O Y is alive and kicking, and we're gonna move it forward. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Good, good Absolutely. To hear. Absolutely. And uh Hannibal, appreciate you spending time with us tonight. Sam, thank you very much. Uh, I'm gonna open it up to anybody that wants to join in. And you gentlemen have a good night. And uh Hannibal, I'll see you soon, man. A couple of weeks, not even. And see uh, you in Denver, buddy. See you in Denver. Descend on Denver. All right, gentlemen, have a good night. See you later. Good night. All right. Great conversation. Listen, uh, we didn't solve the world's problems. We don't, you know, but it's, it's fun to talk about the state of the gig economy from the merchant standpoint and the consumer standpoint, because so much we get so inundated with like our thoughts as a driver 
and our money and how we're feeling. But we have to understand that we're just one piece of the cog. It's, you know, there's there's the app. The, the Well, there's, yeah, well, I guess we're the fourth piece, right? I mean, there's the consumer, the merchant, the app, and us. And we have to understand these things have to work good together. And sometimes, I think mostly they do. You guys might not agree with that. Mostly, it can be okay. Um, but I think there are a lot of really strong, intelligent people that are either trying to pass legislation or starting an app to make sure that it can work for more people in a more fair way, right? So I like that we're seeing that, but who knows where we're going to be in six years or next year? I have no idea. Uh, you know, I, I've always said, like, I can see myself doing these apps um, for a while still. But my plan is always I'm trying to do them less and less and less. I'm not trying to do them more and more and more. Because if I'm doing them more and more and more and making about the same amount of money, I'm not leveling up my life. And I have to level up. That's just me. You have to do what you need to do for you. Everybody, that's what's great about the gig economy. You can make it work in a very fluid way how you want to make it work. And forget about what everybody else does or says. If it's working for you, that's fantastic. And if it isn't, then you adapt and you evolve and you grow. And that's fine as well, right? Um, yeah, great conversation. Shout out to Sam. Appreciate Sam. Appreciate you, uh, Hannibal, for joining us, my fellow uh, New York brethren coming in and dropping some knowledge. Okay. All right. So let's see who we got in the chat. Anybody new up in here? What up, Eric June? Let us let me know what you think about the conversation. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't yet. Uh, but Soda's still in the house. I see Brian. I see Leonard. First Amendment. I see Bobby. Um, Lynn Gigaps, Ron, Giovanni, what's up, what's up, what's up, Kevin, Javier, H. Wen, First Amendment, June, uh, Dash and Trader, what up? Sorry, guys, I've been busy editing. FDA, what's up? Right your rodeo, dropping the knowledge on us. Appreciate that. If you guys don't know, I'm give my, my friend a plug right now. Um, Steve makes pretty much daily content like I do, but in a very different way. Somebody drop a link to Steve's channel. The one thing I want you to watch on his show, it's the thing I think he does best, Okay. Every Saturday, he gives you 13 minutes of gig news in 13 minutes or less. That's the thing you need to watch. Spend 13 minutes a week on Saturday or Sunday or Monday, whatever. It's one episode a week. Watch it on YouTube. Write your rodeo. And he's going to talk about local like things that are happening beyond just the things you're going to hear on most YouTube channels. Listen to it. It's 13 minutes. It's usually like 12 and some change. Listen to it while you're doing the dash. Most dashes take you 17 minutes, right? Listen to that every week. That's that's my challenge and that's my homework to you guys. And you're not agree going to agree or even like everything that he says, but he doesn't care. You're going to get some information and you're going to get real news. So that's the one featured channel for the week I want to plug. That's the thing you need to listen or watch gig news in 13 minutes or less on Rideshare Rodeo every Saturday. I think it's two or three o'clock, but you can watch it any day of the week. That's 13 minutes each week you should give to your brain, right? And you can come to me for some information and entertainment and relatability. That's where you want to go to get information and news. And then you could do deep dives on what he's talking about on your own Discord, right? So that's what you need to watch every single week. That's what you need to listen to. Got it? No, there's nobody else in the gig economy that really gives news in the way that he does. And it's really quick. So, uh, Ceci, thank you for dropping that. Appreciate that very, very, very much. Now. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, should I open up the show tonight? What do you think? It's already what hour and 15 minutes in. What do you guys want for the rest of the show? I'm in a good mood. 
I got a lot on my mind, but I'm good. What do you guys want to do with the rest of the evening? I'm going to look at some messages and see what we got in the chat. Let's see. Pedro, I heard in YouTube that YouTube will start to charge content creation. Javier, I've seen some videos. I don't really know. I haven't done enough about that. Um, man, you know, I could really, I could take this live a whole nother way. Because, listen, if I'm being honest, I'm not happy with YouTube right now. Y'all know me. I got to keep it real with y'all. Not happy. Not happy. But I'm also not just going to come up here and whine and bitch and complain and feel sorry for myself because I'm not like that anymore. But not happy. Not happy. So if that's happening, I'm not going to be surprised. But listen, we talk about that. We talk about adapting, leveling up, betting on ourselves. I'll always be okay. But I'm not happy with YouTube right now. And I have a lot of reasons why I can say that. But that's that's it is what it is. Right. Um, they're they're Google's a company, their business. They've you know, they're going to do what they do. So. Let's see. What direction do you guys? You should I open the stream yard. Put a thumbs up if you guys want to join the show in the stream yard. I'll open it up for you guys. Let me know. Put a thumbs up in the uh, chat. What up, Noah? Porky ninety. What up, Ryan? Have you found some resource that? I, but so I haven't spent a lot of time looking into that because I've been just so busy, man. Teach people how to cook me on a good price at home. Lol. Yeah, right. Facts, man. It's all about using your platform to learn. Good point. Well, bow dasher. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sounds motivating. Thanks. What up, Giovanni? Steve, what's up? What's up? You're welcome, man. 1K. I made $1,000 with just DoorDash this week. So 1K is possible with any app. And I didn't work a lot. I didn't work anything on Saturday. I had a long day Friday. I didn't work anything today. I made over $1,000 with just DoorDash. So it's definitely possible. But it's all going to be about your market. So. You can PayPal or Cash App to support. Read the uh, ticker at the bottom right there. Just show some cleavers, Pedro. YouTube loves that. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to put this up because I think this is funny. <laughs> Listen, I ain't got no cleavage. Trust me. If I had it, I would already been, I would, I'd be, but look, I'd be, the buttons would come down. I don't have that though. So I, I you know, I can only use what I, what, what is given to me. And that's my mouthpiece. And that's about it. I don't have cleavage. Okay. So I, I can't do it. But I, trust me, I would have no shame. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's good. I might not open up the show tonight. I don't see any thumbs up. So I'll just sit in here. We can talk for a little bit. Appreciate that, Eric. Have you tried looking catering last mile apps? Yeah, I haven't I haven't been able to get on Curry yet. Uh, they're kind of playing some games with me. But I, listen, I can still make good money with, with DoorDash and Uber. It, to me, it's not about the money. The opportunities are there. It might take a little longer here and there, but it's fine. I don't want to just add a whole bunch of apps for a short-term uh, solution, right? For me, I'm looking longer than that because um, I'm going to be working on other things anyway. So, Pedro, what is the day? Uh, DJ, what's up, DJ Tricks? Uh, I will be in Denver on Tuesday, late late Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to be there till Sunday. So can't wait to get to Denver. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, really looking forward to it. Actually, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drop a link. Actually, let's look at these poll results, and I'm going to drop a link for you guys. So the poll results, 449 votes. The question I asked you guys, is the is the gig apps in trouble? That's a horrible sentence. I should have said, are the gig apps in trouble? Uh, this is pretty split. 450 votes. 47% said yes and 53% said no. It's pretty split. 
But I think most polls, when it comes to things, I think it's this country is kind of divided and split. So I'm not surprised by that. Dad Dash, I have not been able to do that, but I haven't really, 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 really tried. But I'm going to. But it's, you know, it's it's been crazy, man. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, man, I could talk about this for hours, but I, I, I don't I just don't want to because I don't trust that I'm not going to say things that are just going to be just super negative. And I just don't want to get in that headspace. So I'm going to choose not to do that. DJ Tricks. Absolutely, man. I'll have some time on Wednesday. The, uh, the second. Right. I'll have some time Wednesday. No, not Wednesday. Wednesday is a Wednesday, the the first, right? Yeah, Wednesday the first. <laughs> so y'all been good, man. Um, I'll stay in here with vibe with you guys. I, I do want to share a link with you guys real quick, though. Let me let me look up something real quick. Let me look up something. I want to show you guys something. Give me a second. Bear with me. If you haven't hit the thumbs up yet, hit that thumbs up. All right. So let me. Find something for you guys. And we'll be right back here in a second. Let's see. Let me find this. Okay. I want to find this link. I want to go over just a couple things because I am very excited. I want to show you guys and announce a couple things. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Let's see. Okay. All right. Let me go back in here. I need to get another monitor is what I need to do. But let me share this with you guys real quick. I just want to listen. I just want to show you guys something that many of us are proud and excited about. So let's do that. Let me see. If that. Okay. Can you guys see that? You can. Okay. Let me get my ugly mug off the screen. Make it lower. Hold on. Let me. Oh, you don't even need to see me. Okay. Let, let me get rid of that too. Okay. Can you got you guys can see that? Yeah, I know you can. Okay. So this right here is what we got going on in Denver on for the GateCon on Friday, right? I just want to talk about that real quick. So if you're watching, I'm sure obviously you know about it, right? But a few kind of updates, obviously. Um, we have an itinerary which I'll make public and we'll have it there for anybody that comes in. If you are a Denver driver, invite your people. Free ticket. Okay. If you are coming and you want to invite a fellow gig economy driver, don't worry about $10. Just come and have a good time. Okay. Um, and we're going to take care of you. Lunch starts at 12. We got a lineup of things going on. Um, if you're not from Denver, grab a ticket. If you want to support the channel, click that thing right there. Get your tickets. It's $10, right? Um, free lunch, all kinds of swag even more than we had last year. Um, panels, special speakers, uh, some live music, uh, a little bit of a happy hour from 2.30 to 4.30. Uh, obviously food and, and drinks and soda and tea and all that crap, right? Um, but we're going to have some special guests. Listen, Bentley Coop's going to be there. Regardless of what you think about Bentley Coop, and you can have an opinion. Trust me, he don't care. That's kind of a big deal. That's kind of cool. He's an OG in this space. Me and him are going to talk for 20, 30 minutes about the future of DoorDash and our opinion on that. Him and I on the stage together. Gary from Middleton Technologies and Gary's apps, the driven dad doing a Tesla self-drive experience that you could do live with him. Van, the side hustle addict, he's a local 
uh, Dasher and Gig Economy Worker, Holly Camp talking about the Dumpling app, Red from Gig Wars Officials talking about the Gig Wars app, Louis Berti of Delivery TV, really the only Spanish language speaking um, channel on YouTube and TikTok that I'm aware of that's as big as his is, talking about the Spanish community and their concerns. He's going to be speaking. We have Dash and Traders going to do a little segment on uh, uh, content creation, editing. He's going to edit and put together a video live for the people that there that want to see that and ask him questions as a specialist, right? So we got a lot of really, really, really great things going on there. Um, sponsored by Solo and Stuvo and shout out to Moves. Um, grab your tickets, y'all. Very, very proud of this event that we're putting on. Um, this is, listen, you know, Sarah Elizabeth's going to be there. Let me get myself back up here. Um, Sarah Elizabeth, if you don't know who Sarah Elizabeth is, check her out, right? She's coming. She's going to vlog and record her experience there, right? I mean, just some amazing content creators, amazing fellow drivers. If you're in Denver, this is the event you want to be in just for connection and um, a good time. So uh, Show Me the Money Club, Sergio from Show Me the Money Club is going to be doing a live taping of the Show Me the Money Club episode on the rideshare guy. He's going to do that at 1.30. So a lot of things going on in a time where a lot of what we see in the gig economy is negative. The companies aren't paying us and content creators going crazy on YouTube and just drama and all the negativity. This is a positive thing, right? This is something that is like nobody's doing stuff like this. So I'm really proud that a lot of great people are helping put this together. And a lot of people are going to watch it live and it's going to be fantastic. So um, let's see. I just want to share that information with you guys. I <laughs> just see Red says, I need to know where I'm sure there's a I don't listen. You got to look that up. I have no idea. But I'm sure there's a Duncan pretty close, I would imagine. Right. Um, that's what's up. GigCon 2023. Yes, sir. It's Nugs on here. No, Nugs is not going to make this one. And that's OK. But if you if he was able to come, that'd be what's up. Ron B is coming. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, we're selling some tickets this week, which is nice. I mean. People are excited. I think it's going to be fantastic. So, Lynn, have a good night. Appreciate you for stopping in, staying in for the whole time. Uh, Antonio, what's up? Eric, what's up? What's up? What's up? Let's see what I mean. Bentley Coop, yeah. Couch up in Friday after the event. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get into something Friday after the event. We already know everybody's going to be descending on something, a bar, this, getting something to eat, hanging out, talking in the parking lot. Like, we're going to be doing something to stay connected. And then we have. The, the town hall on Saturday, I believe, starts at noon, right? From noon to two. Um, it's going to be great. So, Sarah Elizabeth, thank you, bud, so for putting that in. Are you gonna, going to dash while in Denver? Dad dash, great question. Yes, I actually am planning on doing maybe one video and turning the app on and doing a couple runs. That is my plan. And that's part of why we want to get there early. I don't want to get there like the day before. I want to get the lay of the land, get with the hotel staff, look at the room, talk about logistics, make sure everything is perfect. Everything is good. Spend time with my family in Denver. We're excited about doing some things. But yeah, I'll probably maybe work for an hour or something like that just to kind of see what the apps are like and film video. So definitely plan on doing that. So um, get to dash with Pedro for a day. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Uh, Pedro, can, Pedro, you can use my car for a delivery. Day. No, no, no. I got a car. I'm red. I just actually just rented a car today. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, I got a car. I got a car. I wasn't going to drive mine up there. I don't want to put the miles on it, so I just rented one from uh, an app called Turo, which is something I would be looking at, actually, as a side way to make money, but that's for a whole nother down the line. So 
Um, listen, I think that's it. I thought about putting the StreamYard link and it's like, you know what? I think, I think this is where it's good. I think this is a good, a good amount of time. It's Sunday. I've had a long week. I've had a long week, man. It's been not a bad week, just long every day, long days. And I'm not talking just the gig apps. I'm talking just long days. And I got a long week ahead of me planning to leave. You know, basically we leave in eight days for Denver and then we got the long week there. It's, you know, so when I can take time to, hit pause, refresh my brain, spend time with my girls. Like I want to take advantage of that. And I'm going to do that for the rest of the evening. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Um, if, if you're, if you have not considered coming to the gig con and you're in Denver, or if you're close, I highly recommend this. I have extreme confidence that everybody that comes to this event will leave with a fantastic feeling the same way they left last year, feeling really good, full of connection, positivity, information, and and a sense of community and i feel very confident that not that everybody that comes to this event is going to have a fantastic time hope to see you in denver i'll see you guys this week your boys still making videos on a daily basis because that's what we do at mr bet on you peace